And welcome into the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Coming at you on Friday the 13th. Ooh. Just uh, mixing it up a little bit. Couldn't obviously get to our regular time slot. And not only could we not get to our regular time slot, could not get our regular hosts to join us. So it's just your host, Ben, tonight that you're going to be listening to. So we'll see how entertaining that could be. But uh, I felt a bit lonely, obviously, not having my co-host here and uh, was a little bit unsure of how I could get through without any co-host. So I've gone ahead and I've roped in a co-host here and let's find out who it is. And going to the door, we are answering it and we are joined by none other than my wife, Amelia. Welcome to the pod. Amelia! Hey, I'm back, baby! Just couldn't get enough after last week, so managed to reel her back in. She's still uh, riding the high of uh, being on her very first podcast. Are you excited to be on the pod tonight? So excited. My socials were blowing up. I was in, I'm in high demand now, so happy to be back in the hot seat. So we were lucky to uh, to book you for this one. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, you might have to... Book me in advance next time because I'm booking up fast. Okay. Nothing says booking up fast like uh, <laughs> Friday night podcasts. <laughs> Just being able to jump in uh, at the drop of a hat. But uh, the let's let's kick it off with the segment that put you on the map and that's uh, we'll kick it off with T-Swiss Corner. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. And... You don't think of her as the problem, but uh, a lot of people are just starting to get a little bit sick of the oversaturation of Taylor Swift at NFL games. Uh, We did have the Thursday night football game take place today where she featured once again, just cozying up to Mrs. Kelsey um, and then with her best friend, I can't even remember her name, Patrick Mahomes' wife. Something Mahomes. Brittany, that's it. Very, yeah. oh, look, you're all over this <laughs> shit. Um, so, T-Swiss Corner, we, you know, you gave us a little bit last week and I think you reeled in uh, many more listeners just off your segment alone. So, I know that uh, Shez is now listening, Jake's lovely wife. Shout out to um, Shez. Hey, Shez. And <laughs> um, wife or fiance, I probably should have fact-checked that before <laughs> I done it. Sorry if I put you in the deep end there, Jake. Um and, yeah, so what have you got for us with T-Swizz Corner this week? I have a little, uh, can I interest you in a little conspiracy theory, perhaps? Oh, so Taylor Swift and conspiracy theories, you've got my attention. Go. Well, uh, some of you may have seen that uh, T-Swift was at the game a couple of weeks ago, the Jets game. The Jets against who would they have been playing? The, Ch- the Chiefs. Very good. That was just <laughs> testing you. And um, there is a little conspiracy theory going around. I don't know, um, avid listeners probably are aware that Taylor had a little bit of a PR crisis a while ago where it was, um, it came out that her private jet was being used an extraordinary amount and was contributing to uh, climate change and... A lot of CO2 emissions. (laughs) CO2 emissions, exactly. Uh, And... So the conspiracy theory is that Taylor brought all of her friends along to the Jets game to change her SEOs so that when you search Taylor Swift Jets, (laughs) it replaces all of the pages 
talking about her jet emissions. <laughs> okay, so now you just get pictures of her giving high fives to Hugh Jackman. Totally. All right. And um, Blake Lively. And Blake Lively. And uh, so I, are you saying that she has gone and dated Travis Kelsey and made it public uh, only for her to just go and specifically go to a Jets game? Well, I mean, I guess you, it depends on how far you want to take this theory. I guess that's an extreme amount that you could take it. But I think the fact that she chose to bring her squad of Hugh Jackman, Blake Lively, Sophie Turner mm-hmm. along to that particular game meant that she was going to get the most press for it and thereby override the previous stories. I think she's a genius. Uh, that's You know what? It is absolutely foolproof, that theory, and, you know, I'm sure there wouldn't be anyone out there thinking that they probably only came along because the game was in New York and they all live in New York or anything like that. But no, uh, no, none of that. Okay. So, all right, there you go. So just come, you've hit us hard again with, with another T-Swiz corner and throwing conspiracy theories out there using SEOs. I always like a little technical term. Yeah. I like when little acronyms can be just thrown around, especially IT acronyms (laughs) uh, in the interweb. So no, look, you've, you've backed up your, your first uh, performance there and you're going to be a hard act to follow. I know there are other people um, banging on the door to try and jump in on a bit of T-Swiz Corner. So maybe we might get your own squad and you can have your own chats about uh, T-Swiz on the pod and maybe we can, you know, ask what era you might dress as if you were going on the tour and look at me just Just, with my T-Swiz knoll. Just out of curiosity, which era would you dress as? Me? Yeah, put you on the spot. Oh, uh, it's, it's definitely got to be the the one with um, the, oh, come the on, neon. Oh, come on. don't know. 1989. That would be, yes. be my one there. But uh, enough T-Swiss. <laughs> Let's get on to the news. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us. And I don't like it. And we'll kick it off with a trade that went down. I think this was only a day after last week's podcast aired, so it feels like an old one, but uh, saw Hod and Tim trading and Hod getting Michael Pittman in and Tim getting my 2024 first round pick. And just what what are your initial thoughts on this one, Amelia? Uh, I, I think it's... Speechless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely speechless. And... You know, that's fair enough. Um, I think this just further continues Hod trying to tip his hat into competing uh, probably in the next year, um, next year and maybe the year after is his window that he's going for and he's just trying to get all of his ducks in a row and Tim is well and truly hitting the reset button here. And let's jump across to the injuries. We had Justin Jefferson with a very bad hamstring injury, just ran too fast. He ran out of his own hamstring mm-hmm. is the technical term, I believe, and he's been placed on IR. Um, just pop quiz, what do you think IR stands for? Intermittent rest. Yeah, and he needs that intermittent rest to get his hamstring just... <laughs> no, it's not, but it is a good effort. Um, James Connor with a knee injury there. He goes on IR. He's going to be out for at least four weeks. Um which and then Keontae Ingram is also out, so um, the rookie running back there, whose name escapes me, is just getting a go. The one on Tim's roster, I'm sure. If I just have enough time, I can find that it is uh, Amari Demacado. Wow. So that is a name. I like the name Demacado or Demacado. I don't know how he pronounces it, but uh, he's going to see a bit of action this week. Um, 
Bit of increased game time there. Anthony Richardson suffered an AC joint injury, um, and he is also on IR. So that was a bit of a bit of a loss for the the young QB there that's showing a bit of promise. And then Daniel Jones just with a neck injury. Tyrod Taylor came in and uh, completed the end of that game and. Uh, I think he's questionable at this point, so we will see if he suits up for the game this week. Um, Moving on to our Eliminator pool here, Um, no one bites the dust this week because all five participants picked a correct team, um, and they're still alive, so that's myself, Jim, Papa, Jake, and Tim, and this week... uh, it's not very exciting. We've all five of us picked the OJ's legal team to beat the straight cash homies. Is that what you would have gone for in the eliminator pool? Yes. Very, very good answer there. Uh, I think let's, why not get into some reviews? Let's move forward amicably. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. And our first game that we will be reviewing was the Park City Lions defeating the Pappas Punishment Punishers 133 to 112. And uh, I just reached out to Papa to just find out how he was feeling after the loss, and he sent me this. It's been real poor. I'm fucking upset. And that's fair enough after a loss like that. I think he thought that he potentially had this game. Um, he had a chance to win it, I think in his mind, but uh, the projections had it a little bit ahead to him, I think, going into the late Sunday night games there. But in the end, just a few of my players just pulling out some bigger scores, I think, in that Chiefs game, which was the later one, uh, that just pulled it ahead there. And uh, what what stands out to you, Amelia, when you look at, at some of these numbers and these names when these two teams played each other? What's something that um, just seems a bit... Ridiculous, maybe like why did Papa play someone who that scored a zero? Yeah, so Williams just didn't play. I don't think he had anyone suitable to actually replace him. So just shows how uh, how narrow Papa is in the running back position there. So doesn't even have two startable running backs without Williams playing. Um, I mean, surely Kelsey. Stands Ooh, out, doesn't he? Yeah. He had a nice score, didn't he? Twenty two point seven. Yeah. Okay. A very nice score for for Kelsey, who's qu- fastly becoming one of your known players. Yeah, didn't he didn't he hurt his leg or something? Very good. Yeah, he did hurt his ankle and I got very worried. Yeah. And uh, and then he came back on and he played very well and scored a touchdown. So he, Oh and I know him too, Mahomes. You know Mahomes, yeah. He also he played okay. He um okay. Could have done better. And well, just a few standouts here. Zach Moss was interesting. The usage that he got with Jonathan Taylor's first game back. Um, had 23 carries, two touchdowns, 165 yards. Uh, clearly, they're just managing the game time for JT there. But uh, he's impressing a lot at the moment, Zach Moss. So interesting to see how uh, he continues to get used when they start to increased JT's game time there. Josh Reynolds had a nice game, scored another touchdown, uh, and Kittle just continues to be a pain in the ass uh, to start. He either scores pretty much nothing or he absolutely explodes. He had three touchdowns, scored a 27 there. Uh, And on Papa's side, um, Justin Fields probably is the big talking point. He had three very, very ordinary weeks. Uh, and then since 
has, since he copped all the criticism from absolutely everyone, especially this podcast, I'm sure he got very frustrated, old Fieldsy, and he came out and scored a 27 and backed it up with another 32 there. And he goes on a nice stretch of uh, defences that he could put up good scores. So we will look forward and we'll have to find out from Papa whether him and Steph actually got that bet on in the end because it looks pretty one-sided. The last one would be Sam Laporta, who I think the last time I checked, he's the tight end one on the season, which is absolutely ridiculous for a rookie because tight ends traditionally take a long time to come on, don't they? Oh, my. <laughs> Get your head out of the gutter, please, <laughs> Amelia. Our next game is the Grouse 131.52, defeating the OJ's legal team, 127.38. That was a nice close one, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Keeney there just continuing his undefeated run this year and just squeezing out a win against Jake, who's team, let's call it, overperformed. Projected for an 82, pulled out a 127 there. Keeney's performed just about what projection said. So JT back, as I said before, only had the six carries and uh, one target. Digsy had a nice game. Gildit had a very nice game there. Um, and McCaffrey probably, you know, a very quiet game by his standards with a 12.9, easily his lowest score of the season. Um, but, you know, if that's his worst score, you take that. Probably the one for Keeney that's a bit of a worry is Justin Herbert being on by and his um, yeah, his other options at QB are less to be desired there with Dobbsy scoring an eight, uh, who was just a free hit of a pickup anyway, and Mac Jones scoring a negative. Did you know players could score negatives in this? No. How do they do that? Uh, they don't play very well. So uh. when they do bad things like throw interceptions or fumbles or anything negative in the real-life game, they lose points. So not very good for Mac Jones, who just, uh, fun fact, what do you reckon Mac's actual first name is? It's shortened. Mackenzie? Oh, good. It's McCorkle. McCorkle? Yeah, McCorkle Jones. Um, Back-to-back horrible weeks, and he's being benched for Bailey Zappi. So I'm sure that's not what Keeney would be loving to see at the moment in a position that... uh, He's just going to be hoping that Stafford and Herbert stay healthy for. On the other side of the ball, um, the legal team had a nice showing from his QBs. Pretty stock standard for them. Jacoby Myers, Gabe Davis both had very nice games. Schultze had a nice game. Uh, And Saquon Barkley with a zero. Surely he didn't start him. Maybe he did. I didn't realize that. And... There you go. So that proved to be the difference in the end. I didn't even realise that that was on the line there, but not that it matters too much. I don't think Jake is trying to win an awful lot as it stands. He is trying to sort of blow his team up and rebuild. Um, Let's move on to the next game, which saw the Gym City Stallions score 95.86, but were defeated by Prestige Worldwide (laughs) 215.64. What What is your initial take to see a score like that, Amelia? I know you don't really pay an awful lot of attention to fantasy and dynasty, but uh, what do you think when you see that? That uh, it's that seems like an absolute walloping. <laughs> walloping <laughs> is a pretty good way to put it. That is, Matt is now the second person to join the 200 Club, so him and Keeney ah. uh, 
now the only members. So they catch up once a year, the 200 Club, and uh, they get a McHappy Meal and sit in the party room at McDonald's. So Keeney was very bored doing it by himself. Matt has now got the second highest score. I think Keeney had a 218, still holds the highest. Uh, And I've just been standing outside the window with 198, just watching them eat the Happy Meals now. So... Yeah, this is Matt's team has been severely underperforming all year. Um, and this was probably the statement that he wanted. Uh, and Jim, I think, was just watching, waiting for this week to be over because it was an absolute bollocking. Um, Joshy Tassels with a lovely score. Etienne with his biggest score, possibly of his career. I haven't got time to go back and look at that as we speak. But. Uh, yeah, Hopkins big. Chase just bloody drops 44, three touchdowns, 192 yards. That is the classic, Amelia, if you didn't know this, we call this the squeaky wheel um, case where a player comes out and sooks it up that, you know, they're not getting enough targets and the quarterback's not looking at them enough and throwing the ball to them enough. And then the next week, the quarterback does nothing but throw it to that player and they have a ridiculous game. So um, Jamar Chase... That was the case with him, and he had, what was it, 19 times the ball was thrown his way. Um, so, yeah, that's just ridiculous there. Uh, Waller, nice game. Jacob's nice game. Just nice games all round, and they really have to be if you're pulling out a 200. Um, only poor performer there was Evan Engram with a sub 10, and then... Just looking here on the bench, few sort of handy scores, but uh, on Jim's side, pretty disappointing. A chain or a chan, sorry, uh, as Keeney corrected me on last week, uh, had another brilliant game after his monster breakout, but unfortunately suffered a, I believe it was a knee injury, and is now placed on IR. Probably should have mentioned that in the injury segment there. Um, And I think Jeff Wilson's potentially coming off IR. So we'll just watch how that Miami backfield plays out when a Chan comes back. Um, But that was probably the only bright light for Jim there. Curtis Samuel with a pretty nice score. Uh, Dak Prescott stunk it up on his first start for the Stallions. Um, Yeah, not much to talk about there. And... Uh, Jim trades away. He trades in Jared Goff, who plays a very nice game, but not really much else to speak about there for the Stallions, who had a sub-100 score and will want to be doing a bit more week on week, sitting at 1-4 and with the lack of draft picks that that team possesses. Our next game, let's move on. The San Diego Demons, 137.86, defeated... The straight cash home is 64.46. Fun fact about the score that Tim's team pulled out there. It's a palindromic score, Uh, 64.46. And for all you maths nerds out there, uh, enjoy that little tidbit that I just threw you away and you get that one for free on this week's podcast. So, um, yeah, so Tim's team, he really is blowing it up. It's actually ridiculous. Now, Jordan Love scoring a... Sub five doesn't help. Purdy played a nice game, but uh, the rest of his team, Kyle Pitts actually had a a nice game, but the rest of his team's just absolute poo-poo platter, really, that he served up there. Old Chompers Jones with a zero. Chandler with a 1.5. It's just absolute disaster on that side there, outside of Brock Purdy. 
and on Camo's side, just traveling very nicely. He gets in his new star, Jalen Hurts. He scores a lovely 27 there. Uh, DJ Moore just really kicked it off for him with 230 yards and three touchdowns. I'm going to have to get Papa uh, to voice his opinion now on DJ Moore because he's had nothing but negative things to say about the guy. Um, and he's ripped out a 45, which is absolutely monstrous. Um, he loses Connor on IR, which is a bit disappointing, but he's got some back up there on the bench in Gibson, possibly Charbonnet, uh, P. Ryan, maybe. So he's got a few little options there. Um, I don't know, or he could actually use uh, wide receivers. Uh, and there's a bit of talk about Jerry Judy potentially getting traded, so maybe that might be something that uh, Camo's looking forward to and hoping for there. Um but yeah, any any players on on these two teams that you like the sound of in terms of names or like uh, what they did on the week? Uh, I, I I like the Lamb wide receiver. <laughs> like Lamb? Yeah, Just cause I he, think that's cute. That's a cute name. Yeah, yeah, like a little baby Lamb. Yeah, like as a wide receiver, like a little Lamb that's a wide receiver. I think that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, and he he gives off cute vibes. I'm sure um, on the football field, he didn't have his best game. You know, but that's okay. What what words of encouragement would you give uh, the little lamb for next week? Go little lamb. <laughs> yeah, good. You can do better. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It'll, things will pick up. You'll be okay. Um, excellent. Any other uh, in-depth? Is this Rebel Wilson? No, not Rebel Wilson. Russell Wilson, uh-huh. um, who you might know. From the Entourage movie, he's huh. he plays um, himself, so he plays a loser who is on screen <laughs> um, pretending to be like really cool. Uh, and yeah, do you recognise him? Mm, no. Doesn't ring any yeah, no, it's fair enough. He's pretty forgettable um, <laughs> <laughs> off the field and on. Uh, any other? Oh, Devonta Smith. That was a disappointing game, wouldn't you agree? A one a one point one for him? I did expect a lot more from Devonte, so that was really disappointing. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe we'll pick it up next week. Yeah. And what about this as a name? Do you like that I mean he didn't score very well, but Lazard, is that a fun name? Lazard. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. That that's a nice fun. one, isn't it? Yeah. All right. How would you say that one? This one? Yeah. Olive. Olive. <laughs> Alave. But yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right. Let's, uh, that's some very good in-depth analysis here, but uh, it probably doesn't, I mean, it's all just, we're biding time right now for this next game, which was probably, let's call it the upset of the year. Um, maybe the upset of the entire EDL history, and that was the Sensible Haircuts with a 100.88 being defeated by... The DFF 106.92. It was their grand final. So that meant we had to get a grand final song for the DFF. And we're going to play it in full. Up there, the DFF, in their fight. Out there in Adam, show them your might. Up there, the DFF, show them your height. Fight like the devil, the crowd's on your side. The crowd is on your side. Go, DFF! Well, we, and I'm sure he has listened to that song on repeat. 
probably daily since he chalked up this win. And, you know, it's hard to think that uh, Mike Brady put the offer out to perform at the halftime for the grand final and they just, they were a bit reluctant and knocked him back again, you know, with the pipes that he's got when he just rips out that go DFF and crowd on your side and... You know, who would have thought that that guy uh, is getting knocked back from grand final performances? He, he'd be able to play all three songs of his, uh, which would be a belting halftime show, wouldn't it? Would be. What were they thinking? I know. Can, so, up there, Kazali, what's another Mike Brady song? Do you even know? Is there something about, like, the, the final day of September or something? Yes, one day in September. September Very yeah. good. See, you know, like, he could have he could have absolutely tore the house down. But that aside, the DFF gets... Uh, probably their biggest victory ever. And what do you think the DFF actually stands for? You, you've probably heard us oh. say this a lot, but what does the DFF actually stand for? I actually know this. What is it? It's the Dynasty Fantasy Factory or something. Oh, it's pretty close. <laughs> Dynasty Football Factory, Factory. Because all they do is just produce talent. Um yeah, and he, he named himself that before we even had a dynasty league. So he just knew what this team was destined for. Um, yeah, I mean, Brees Hall was probably his most standout player there. Swifty, yes. Nice. Oh, yeah, so you've already got the seal of approval of the DFF with Swifty uh, getting a 13.8 there. He's having a nice season after this podcast. Just uh, said he wasn't up for it. And boy, has he proven us wrong. Right now, old uh, Cole Komet, baby Gronk, having another standout game. I think he's the third overall tight end on the season, which is uh, a pretty impressive stat for him. And Kenny Pickett, um, not, yeah, yeah, he can. Um, Not having his greatest game, but still handily outperformed uh, Manny's only QB that he started which was Bailey Zappi with a .88. It was absolutely dire straits at the QB position for the haircut. So starting only one out of a possible two, uh, he had on the bench Geno Smith on by, his Deshaun Watson on by, even though he's questionable to play, Baker Mayfield on by, um, and then the other 17 QBs that he has are just absolute poo. Um and don't get a look in to play each week, and obviously Aaron Rodgers on IR. So a bit of a perfect storm for Manny there when it came to the QB position and still almost snuck a victory against the DFF. But uh, DFF wouldn't want you bringing facts to a fantastic story, and that is the DFF getting up again. Tyreek Hill had a huge game. Uh, He's having an unbelievable season. Number one wide receiver, number three overall player on the year, which is huge. Um, Yeah, that's... It's probably Jalen Waddle had a nice bounce back game, but uh, Zach Wilson is the best QB in New York at the moment. And um, yeah, just he's getting the start on the DFF side there, which probably says everything that you need to hear. Sam Darnold, another negative performance. That's uh, I think four games now, uh, four in total and a zero. So he's just coming in and getting a few kneels, which is what a fantastic way for him to. Uh, spend his illustrious career there at the 49ers. Um, yeah, so lots of ordinary QBs. Any thoughts on any of these players? Do you like the name Waddle? That's a fun one. Yeah, I think that's cute. Yeah, cool. Any uh, in-depth analysis on any of the players? Um, not really, but when you clicked on Hill, it reminded me because he plays for the Dolphins, right? Yes. 
And I think I've decided I'm going to go for the dolphins. You're going to go for the dolphins. I like the logo and the colours. It feels like really 90s. And so they're going to be my team now. Very good. A pretty good team to pick there. They're a fun team to watch. They scored 70 points the other week. So that's that's always fun. Good choice. Yeah, good choice for you. And uh, dolphins are a nice little animal there as their totem. So, uh, look, congratulations, DFF. It's a monumental victory that you uh, had there. And sure Manny will never live that one down and you will never let him live that one down. But uh, we'll move on to the final game, which saw the Bayside Executioners defeating the Humdingers 114.38 to 102.74. And, uh, yeah, the Bayside Executioners just taking a few scalps there in... Well, actually... No, he didn't take anyone in the eliminator pool, but he's just taken a scalp there in in a victory. So both teams are now two and three, which is pretty fascinating. I wouldn't have thought that at the start of the year. Um, Sam Howell had a very nice game there. He's, oh, and Desmond Ritter. So two QBs for Scoot that are copying a fair bit of flack, but uh, both showing that they can perform. uh, And if both of them can just, I guess, work on consistencies, probably done all right to get two QBs in that situation. David Montgomery continues to just be a ridiculous usage player. Um, 19 carries, 109 yards and a touchdown and seeing six targets in the air. Like, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, I don't know what he's got to do to try and carve out more of a role there, but they almost don't want to give him a role at the moment because they just absolutely love Monty and they use the absolute shit out of him. Um, but on the other side of the ball here, Puka Nakua. Is that oh a fun name? Puka Nakua. Yeah. 71 yards, not bad. Very, very good. And uh, a lot of people were wondering, Amelia, what Puka, how he would perform, the Puka performance um, would go with Cooper Cup coming back this week. And he's just answered the question. He had a touchdown. He had seven catches, 11 targets. So it just shows that uh, both players can coexist in that offense, which is a nice return for Hod there. Calvin Ridley, a player he traded in, very nice game as well. Um, believe it was another London game. I feel like Jacksonville only play over in London at the moment. Uh, and then Anthony Richardson was probably the disappointing one there. So Hod loses by you know twelve points, and Anthony Richardson scores a four and goes out with his shoulder injury. So probably the difference in the end between this matchup and Hod probably sees a victory if uh, he goes ahead and finishes that game off. But, you know, he traded in Daniel Jones as a bit of cover um, and bolstered up other positions there. And he's going to have to rely on him now with Richardson on IR. So Daniel Jones has had one good game or one half of a game really this season. And it doesn't get easier for him as he comes up against Buffalo this week, which, um, yeah, might be another sub-10 performance from Daniel Jones again. Uh, just quickly looking here, George Pickens just sitting on Hod's bench. Actually, that would have been a nice play to start there. A 23 had the, uh, 10 targets, 130 yards and a touchdown. Very, very nice performance from G pick as Hod loves to call him. Uh, any final thoughts on this matchup, Amelia? Um, no. Nope. All right. Fantastic. I think we've comprehensively covered the (laughs) review there. And as always, uh, it wouldn't be... A podcast if we didn't finish with some power rankings. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. Now, the, the power rankings this week, uh, we didn't bother to reach out to anyone in the league because Amelia's just gone ahead and she's 
just come up with their own power rankings. So you are going to reveal your power rankings. You've gone through, you've given a pretty comprehensive um, thought to to the teams, how they're all performing. You've given, you know, pretty in-depth reasons for where they sit in your power rankings and you're going to share them live on the pod with me right now for the first time. So kick us off and we'll, we do it in reverse order typically. Okay. So we build a bit of suspense. So who is your number 12 team? Uh, at number 12, I've put the DFF. Oh, wow. And what, uh, give us some reasoning for that. Because we established last week that they're the Jake Dillon Hall of the League, so they have to go last. Very good. So, yeah, I mean... Simples. Yeah, exactly. He's just an absolute spud. So, number 12, I love it. No, don't even need to give any more analysis on that. Perfect. Go. Number 11. Uh, number 11, I've put the Sensible Haircuts. Oh, okay. Uh, controversial. Give me your reasons. Mainly, I think uh, I know that the listeners. This isn't. This is an audio, not a visual medium, mm-hmm. so they can't see who I'm sitting next to here. But he's a bushy, bushy man at the moment. <laughs> has a big beard and hasn't had a haircut in a very long time. So sensible haircuts are not the vibe at the moment. Okay, so the the anti me at the moment uh, is why you've got the sensible haircut sitting at number eleven. Uh, yeah, no, and look, he's dropped several places. He was number three last week, so he's fallen a fair bit. You had the DFF in the same spot as last week, so that was pretty bang on. Yeah. Uh, all right, number 10. Number 10 is going to be the straight cash homies. Okay. Reasons. Uh, the Cozzy Lives are <laughs> out of control at the moment. For those who aren't aware, it's the cost of living. Um, and I just, I just think that flashing cash is just a little bit... It's on the nose. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, everyone's struggling, everyone's finding it tough and just throwing those dollar dollar bills around is just uh it's not in it's in poor taste, it isn't is it? Very poor taste. Yeah. Okay, so down the bottom. Straight Cash Homies moved from number nine last week. They moved down to number ten in Amelia's power rankings. Um not a, yeah, that's that seems about pretty fitting. All right, number nine. I have a little bit of a there's a little bit of a problem here. Because the next four I just didn't pick up any vibes. They just you get nothing from them. I got nothing from them. Okay, so w- what's going to be the tiebreak for gonna, these four? I think I'm going to have a look at their logo and base it on their logos. Fair, that's a fair way to do it. Okay, so who out of those four have you got the lowest, which would put them at number nine? Uh, maybe the humdingers. Okay, the humdingers. Let's see this. Is that a prophylactic? It it is. It's a dinger. Um, ah, okay. With some wings uh, and sunglasses, you know, because you've got to be sun smart. And safe. And safe, exactly. Like safe it. on two levels. Okay. But you like it, but you've got them the lowest of the four, or have, no, 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 now that you oh, okay. So uh, yeah, that was one. Happened. All right. Who was the other team then of the four? The Bayside Executioners. Bayside Executioners, they're... Ooh, okay, I feel like they're a little they're a little freaky, like Friday the 13th, very Ooh, okay, yep, okay. So I'm going to bump them up. They're getting bumped up. Bumped You're up. doing a lot of bumps right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> next uh, one. <laughs> Prestige Worldwide. Oh, uh, yeah, over there. Ah, cool, I like this. I feel like it's got a little bit of a 90s vibe to it. Yep. Like um maybe is it kind of like the real world? Did they have that like? It did. Yeah, yeah. it's actually just straight lifted from the movie Step Brothers. Um, ah yes. 
So not really a lot of originality there in terms of logo. We just kind of stole it from an existing creative one there. Uh, and then the fourth team? Uh, the fourth team is the San Diego Demons. Okay. Ooh, I like that. That's okay. a cool logo. So now you've seen the logos. You yeah. like, you seemingly liked all of them. So this is going to be tough. Well, yeah. Of those t- four teams, who are you putting at number nine? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put the humdingers. Okay. So just a safe pick there. Yeah. Bit of a safe pick with the dingers. Just rolling on to number nine. Um, bit stiff, wouldn't you say? Oh, that, very good. Yes. <laughs> got number nine. Num- number eight. Who have you got? I'm going to pop the Prestige Worldwide there, okay. number eight. Prestige Worldwide, number eight. Uh, sorry, Maddie Mack there. Um, Amelia's done you dirty, oh, putting Maddie. you at number eight. I didn't know it was Matt. Yeah, well, no, this is where the unbiased opinions right now. Uh, number seven, then. Number seven's got to be the Demons. The San Diego Demons. Uh, fiery logo there, which means at number six, you put the Bayside Executioners. All right, because Friday the 13th, of course. Okay, so number six, that uh, puts us down to number five, your top five. Who have you got here at number five? Um, number five, I've put the Gym City Stallions. Okay. What's your reasons? Uh, we started watching Yellowstone last night and it had some horses in it. <laughs> fair, so. fair enough. Uh, and the stallions are a horse. Of course. Male, of course. A male horse. Yeah. Very good. And look, this is the hard-hitting analysis that I'm sure everyone tuned in for uh, for the pod this <laughs> week. So we've got to the top four in your power rankings. Who's number four? Number four goes the grouse. The grouse. And why have you got them at number four? What what is that? Did they jump up into that position? Did you think, okay, they're maybe just not strong enough to, to be top three? Uh, well, m- my favourite acai cafe in Carnegie is called the grouse. So it made me feel good. Okay, so... Just because you get the peanut butter jelly from Grouse Cafe in Carnegie, not a sponsor. Um, All right, that puts them in at number four. Not good enough, though, for your side to be a top three contender. I mean, it's a a good assay, but it's not the best. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Tune in to Amelia's other podcast. uh, (laughs) It's called Acai Me. Um, (laughs) And that's where she, on the weekly, reviews acai bowls from around... (laughs) Melbourne and uh, interstate now. She's taking it to mm. South Australia currently. Um, uh, sorry, that aside, the <laughs> plugging sub podcast here. Number three, we've made it to the top three. Who have you got in the number three spot? Uh, OJ's legal team. Okay, the OJ's legal team. They jump up from number seven to number three. Yeah. Um, what's what's your reasoning? Well, they got away with murder, so I feel like they can jump up a few spots and get away with it. You, you didn't think they maybe got away with enough that – they now need to take a top three spot. Uh, it's precedence has been set, so that's that's how they roll. Okay, so the glove did not fit, so we did not acquit them less than top three. Yes. Uh, perfect. Number two. Oh, this is hotly anticipated. Who's the number two spot? Papa's Punishers. <laughs> the Papa's Punishers. Why did you punish them by putting them at number two? Well, I I actually really liked them because I like I like alliteration. Yes. And I feel like Papa's Punishers prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Yeah, it's very good. So that's why I put them at number two. Number two, but not enough to get the number one spot. Who did you put at number one? Park City Lions. Why did you put them at number one? 
Because I see them on your coffee cup every morning and it's cute. Very good. There was no bias at all in those power rankings, I can assure you. Um, but I think that's a pretty fair power ranking. I think the Park City Lions at number one. Pappas Punishes at two. That's, that was a bit of a curveball. DFF at 12. I think you've got the bookends of it absolutely down. Uh, you know. Murky. Yeah, a bit murky in the middle, but that's what, uh, that's what we play Dynasty for. And look, i got to say that... That's some mighty fine co-hosting that you've done this evening. You've jumped in the 11th hour. You put your hand up. You said, uh, I'll do it on one condition, and that's that I get to talk a lot more about T-Swizz, and, and we obliged. Um, but how did you feel? With you, you had a couple minutes last week, but now you had a full-blown... What are we up to now? No, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. How does that feel? I mean, it's good. I kind of, I prefer to just do the T-Swizz though because last week I got to jump in, do the T-Swizz corner and then watch Housewives for the rest of the time while you were doing the pod and then tonight I haven't watched any Housewives, so. Okay, so that's not Desperate Housewives. You're talking about the real Housewives of, which one are you watching currently? New York. The Real Housewives of New York. Have we got a reunion special happening anytime soon? Uh, this is the new season, so we've still got a little bit to go, but I did watch the Real Housewives of OC reunion this morning, the final part. Get on it, guys. Go and watch it. It's a, it's a reco from me. <laughs> I'm sure uh, a lot of you are probably listening and wondering, what podcast have you tuned into? Because we're just getting... Uh, Bravo recommendations, some of Andy Cohen's finest work, and we're also getting T-Swizz shout-outs constantly throughout the pod. But I do thank you for jumping on. You didn't really have much of a choice. It was either sit and watch Housewives and listen to me talk to myself or actually come and entertain with me. So I appreciate the help and uh, I think it's it's a tough go for... Keeney and Hod when they get back on. They've got to try and match the the energy, the levels that you put out there. And I I reckon we've also got probably a fair few new listeners that might join on the back of of your performances the last two weeks. So thank you very much. It's good to have you on the podcast. Uh, And we look forward to just every team performing this week. And we'll finish it with Amelia Cast. Over and out. Go. Over and out? Say Amelia Cast over and out. Oh, <laughs> Amelia Cast over and out. Very good. <laughs>